Welcome to the 2022 Charles Sturt University podcast series. Charles Sturt would like to acknowledge the traditional owners on whose land we meet and their elders past and present. This series is shining the spotlight on issues facing our critical workforces and career paths available to tackle the skill shortages. In this episode, we're speaking with two highly esteemed experts in nursing who together have extensive experience in primary health care, perioperative care, aged care, emergency care, and on how to teach these skills to new nurses. Charles Sturt's head of the School of Nursing, Paramedicine and Healthcare Sciences, Associate Professor Linda Derivan, and course director of nursing and midwifery, Ms. Louise Wells, to explore this critical workforce which continues to experience skill shortages. Charles Sturt University's Bachelor of Agricultural Science Honours student, Ms. Georgia Smith, had a chat with Linda and Louise to hear all about the current state of the nursing workforce and what can be done to save this sector that desperately needs help to continue to save lives. Linda and Louise, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm looking forward to this, Georgia. Hi, Georgia. Lovely to be here. So, Linda, let's get straight into this. The nursing sector has been through one of the toughest periods in history with the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic. It wasn't surprising that after little respite, with many constantly doing double shifts and being at the coal face for roughly two years, a substantial number of nurses ended up resigning. It was just last week that we heard predictions that the national nurse shortfall is expected to reach roughly 85,000 by 2025. Can you tell us about the state of the nursing sector right now? Sure, Georgia. Yeah, that's a very scary statistic, isn't it, when you think that potentially we could be um, short 85,000 by 2025, which is only a couple of years away. Um, at the moment, I believe that the statistics are around sitting around about, you know, 8,000 that we're actually short. And, you know, that whether that was indicative of, of us not graduating enough nurses or whether the pandemic had that impact um, on our nursing workforce. Um, there's arguments on both sides of that. You know, certainly during the pandemic, um, we needed to surge our workforce and some of the strategies that they uh, implemented at the time at the height of the pandemic was to bring people back in maybe from retirement or those who hadn't worked for nursing for a little while and to get them to work in you know those immunization and COVID testing clinics but um, that certainly dropped away now we don't need to have that as much they also use the strategy of, of bringing in the military I'm sure everybody would have seen that on the media where the military came in to support particularly our aged care our uh, nursing homes um, where people were were experiencing um, high rates of the, um, the COVID virus uh, was affecting both the patients and the staff that were trying to deliver the care. So there were some of the short-term strategies, but it really is we need to think about what's going to happen in the long term. What does that mean for nursing in the future? So nurses will always um, do what, they, what their primary I guess, impetus for, for doing nursing is to, to care and provide that care for people. So the essentially the essence of what a nurse is hasn't changed from pre-pandemic to now. Um, and that's why, you know, if you're considering a, a career in nursing, you know, this is something that is um, virtually you are guaranteed a job at the end of it when you complete your nursing degree. 
I'd say the only difference now is that whilst we're during, whilst we are still experiencing the pandemic, um, we are certainly learning how to use our PPE very, very well. So PPE is personal protective equipment. And you'll see when you go into hospitals and facilities that people are wearing goggles and masks, et cetera. We didn't have to do that so much pre-pandemic, but we're certainly aware now of our infection control procedures and, you know, wearing that protective equipment protects our patients, but also protects nurses from, um, from catching any viruses. Viruses were around before the pandemic. It's just the scale of what we had to deal with, what, which really did impact that. So whether that continues post-pandemic, it's hard to say. Maybe we'll be a little bit more aware of our infection control measures. Um, I think we've all had a big learning during this pandemic. And, you know, but essentially nurses will be what, and nurses will do what nurses do, which is, care for our communities, care for our people. Thanks, Linda. So, Louise, given the work environment that Linda's just described and the challenges nurses face every day, what do you think motivates some of the students to become nurses? Can you reflect on the feedback you've received from Charles Sturt alumni on the impact they have made and the sense of reward their profession has brought them? I think for most of, for, well, nearly all nurses, I would say, uh, and this might sound like a bit of a cliche, but I think it's really the motivation to help people. And I think that's what certainly why I went into nursing. It, I'm sure it's why Linda went into nursing. Um, and that's what we're hearing um, from our alumni and also other nurses working uh, in the field. It's really about that opportunity to have a positive impact on people's lives. And I think given the current difficulties, that that's an even more positive and stronger motivator uh, now than it than it has necessarily been in the past as well. So, you know, we have people who, you know, go into nursing because of that ability to work with people um, and to make their, their outcomes better. Um, and we might have nurses who um, have had family members who've been nurses. So it's a career that tends to run in families. Um, and also people who um, might've had experience with the healthcare industry and, and being cared for by really fantastic nurses and then feel motivated to, to go into that career themselves. So I think at the moment, um, even with the difficulties that the pandemic has caused, it's really, about that desire to, to help people and to work as part of that uh, interprofessional team to provide uh, the best possible care to people. Thanks, Louise. It's really great to hear that there are a wide range of motivations for students. So nurses have really been the backbone throughout the pandemic. They've been absolutely amazing putting themselves on the front line every day, working extremely long hours and with many having to go home to their families as well. Linda, can you tell us about some of the roles that are experiencing the greatest skills shortages and in which locations? Yeah, thanks, George, for that question. There certainly is um, shortages everywhere, basically, even more so in the regional and rural areas. And here at Charles Sturt, we're very lucky to be able to provide a nursing course that meets many um, students' needs and with the flexibility in its delivery so that we're hopefully getting that pipeline coming through. Um, across the board, there are shortages. So in specific areas, I can't really say that there'd be one particular clinical specialty because there is a need for everything. We need midwives, we need nurses working in the emergency departments, we need nurses working in the aged care sector. 
So like even during the height of the pandemic, um, some of the strategies that they enacted uh, to encourage to increase our nursing workforce short term was to bring nurses who had maybe retired or hadn't been working in the nursing workforce for a little while, um, we were able to bring them into, you know, uh, help handle the COVID testing and the immunisation, et cetera. That sort of stepped down again now as we start to move out of the pandemic. But um, in rural areas, we always have experienced shortages. So it's not something new that was brought about by the pandemic, but it's been exacerbated by the pandemic. And, and we are you know, always constantly looking for nurses out in regional rural areas. Thank you, Linda. We're so incredibly lucky to have such a great standard of healthcare in our country. But we have to remember the people behind this are just that, human, and can only cope with so much when it comes to working conditions. So, Louise, I'm sure we're all familiar with the crucial role nurses play in general. But can you give us an outline of some of the areas nurses can specialise in when it comes to the career options available? Uh, thanks, Georgia. It's actually uh, hard to know where to start with this because there's so many uh, different and varied options for, for nurses. So there's probably the ones that people think of firstly when you think of where nurses work, and that's in the hospital setting. So in acute care areas like medical or surgical areas, uh, emergency nursing is a really popular specialisation, operating theatres, uh, critical care, they're the, the sort of main areas I've worked in. But there's also palliative care um, in the hospital setting, ambulatory care where people come in uh, for their, their short-term short-term care, uh, aged care, um, as Linda said, that's an area that always experiences shortages. And then there's roles in the community setting. So things like um, child and family health nursing, uh, drug and alcohol nursing, mental health nursing. Um, there's just such a, and that's a great thing about nursing as a career. There are so many uh, different and varied career paths you can go down. And if you do something for a couple of years and find that that's not something you want to be doing anymore, there's always the opportunity to go within the same broad career of nursing and, and try something and do something else. And, you know, the placements that our students do with us give them the opportunity to try different areas of nursing um, and see what areas they, they enjoy and what areas they don't. Nursing is also a pathway to midwifery, uh, so you can do a Bachelor of Midwifery, but you can also do your Bachelor of Nursing first and then progress through to do a postgraduate qualification in midwifery, which is a great way to do uh, that pathway because it opens up uh, more employment opportunities um, at the end of the course. So, yeah, there's more than I could possibly talk about in the time that we have uh, in terms of career options uh, for nurses. Thanks, Louise. It's awesome to see the wide range of career options available and the specialisations as well. I've always thought nursing would have to be one of the most rewarding professions there is and hearing all about the different areas where care is needed just reiterates how crucial nurses are at every stage of life. Linda, I understand Charles Sturt is developing a dedicated cohort for First Nations nursing students. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yeah, Georgia, I'd love to. So we know that First Nations people within Australia have some of the worst health outcomes globally. So what can we do with that? Now, there was a, a report that was written 20 years ago called the Getting and Keeping Them Report, which had recommendations about how we could actually build that First Nations workforce, particularly around nursing, um, 
with the idea that First Nations people uh, should look after First Nations communities and First Nation communities and people when engaging with the health service haven't had a great experience in the past. So having a First Nations nurse that would be able to provide that care just makes everybody feel a little bit more safe. So why did we implement something like this? Well, we know that um, we need to build our First Nations nursing workforce. So what is it that we need to do that would support students to be successful in completing their course? And some of that is about um, working together with your own mob and feeling more safe within your own mob. We know that um, First Nations students have one of the highest attrition rates in our online course. Um, so we thought, well, what is it that we could do? And, and looking around about what others have done in other universities, um, some have had pilot projects, and those projects were about having a dedicated First Nations only nursing cohort. So we've actually implemented it this session. So I know you said it was developing, but we've actually implemented it and we've run it for this session, and it's been really, really successful. So our First Nations students nursing students who are on campus have access to a range of Indigenous um, support services provided at the university. But when you're all studying online, you don't necessarily have access to those services readily. So what we've done is identified um, students who, who self-identify that they want to be part of this cohort. So they're not made to be put into the cohort. They can self-select um, to come into this cohort to study with other First Nations people. Um, and when they come in, we also provide that cultural support in a more dedicated um, and consolidated style. So there's the cultural support that wraps around um, our First Nations cohort and there's dedicated people to um, tutor and assist um, uh, those nurses who are studying. So to be eligible for that, of course, you've got to be a First Nations person. You have to be able to identify as a First Nations person. Um, with the idea that, you know, studying together, building and growing and looking after our own mob um, and uh, building up those skills, we know that potentially we can make a big difference in maybe shifting those health, health outcomes for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. So uh, here at Charles Sturt, actually, we have one of the highest numbers of uh, First Nations missing student enrolments uh, across the country. So... It's about really having a look at what we can do better, what we can actually support First Nations people to think about coming in and doing a nursing career. Um, it's a wonderful career that you can give back to your own community. We know that many of our communities suffer from um, uh, a higher incidence of chronic conditions. And so if we can provide care to our people, and I, I'm, if you haven't already figured it out, yes, I am a Rotary woman. I identify as a First Nations person. So if we can look after our communities better, then everybody's going to improve. If the health is going to improve for our people. Um, and that is going to be better for the wider group, the wider community, where better health outcomes mean that we, as all Australians, actually um, are living better and getting better. So this is an exciting new thing that we've introduced at Charleston. And um, yes, if people are interested in it, you're more than welcome to apply with us next year. Um, it's just in the online space that we'd be um, bringing in the First Nations cohort, but uh, it's an exciting thing. Um, and, you know, I encourage people to consider it because 
this is a way that you can study safely. Thanks, Linda. And it's so great to hear your passion coming through about this subject. It's great that organisations are increasingly bringing in more actions to improve First Nations cultural competencies. And having a cohort dedicated to the First Nations students sounds like another great way to support attraction and retention of First Nations nurses. So Louise, Charles Sturt is well known for producing many nursing graduates over the years. For those considering a career in nursing, can you tell us a bit about the courses offered, please? Yes, not a, not a problem, Georgia. So I actually am also a graduate from um, Charles Sturt Bachelor of Nursing many years ago and our Master of Nursing as well. So if we start with the Bachelor of Nursing, we offer, and it's always a very popular course. So that is offered uh, in on-campus mode or online mode. So to study on campus, you can study at Bathurst, uh, Albury, Wodonga, Port Macquarie, Dubbo uh, or Wagga. Uh, we also then have our online cohort. So the online students spend most of their time studying at home, but do need to come onto campus uh, at least once per session usually, depending on your study mode, uh, to attend an intensive school uh, so that you still get access to our lab facilities and lab spaces and do all of the, the clinical skills that you need to practice before workplace learning uh, over three or four days rather than weekly. We also offer... Um, our Master of Nursing, and we've been offering that for, for quite a while. We've recently reviewed that course and introduced new specialisations. So we have specialisations in rural and remote nursing, which is in high demand at the moment. And that course we're really excited about because it's one of the only uh, few courses of its kind offered in Australia. And it's a great way for us to support uh, our, our rural and remote uh, industry partners that are located you know, around our campuses. Uh, we also have a, an aged care specialisation, which is newly introduced. We have clinical education and uh, leadership and management as well, because uh, as well as specialising in a particular career uh, area. Nursing also provides the opportunity to go into education or management. Uh, so those graduates, those masters specialisations um, can provide a pathway into those jobs. Also new that we've just introduced this year, which is another really exciting um, step we've taken, is to offer our graduate certificates as standalone courses. So that means that you can come in uh, enrol in and apply to one of our graduate certificates and they're completed over the course of a year um, or nine months uh, if you start uh, in the March intake. And you can then, once you've finished your 12 months or your four subjects, you can graduate with that specialist qualification or you can choose to continue uh, forward and complete the master's with an extra two years of part-time study. Or what some students may choose to do is go away and work for a few years in their specialisation and then come back and complete their master's and you would then receive credit for the, the year of study that you've already done for us, with us. So we're really excited about that, um, those standalone graduate certificates as a way of, as again, supporting the, the workforce that our partners need and providing those career opportunities uh, for nurses. And also if you have done a graduate certificate at another university and would would like to look at coming to us to do your Master of Nursing, then we look at giving uh, credit for graduate certificates in nursing that have been completed elsewhere as well. 
And just to add to that, we also uh, offer a career pathway for registered nurses into midwifery because we have our postgraduate uh, graduate diploma of midwifery. So students who are registered nurses uh, can come and do a 12 month course uh, to change that to become a, a, a registered midwife as well. Thank you, Louise. That's awesome to hear the wide variety of study opportunities available. Linda and Louise, thank you so very much for joining me today. For our listeners wanting to know more about what we've discussed, can you recommend how they can get in touch or find out more about the different courses we've spoken about today? So the best option is to have a go onto our website uh, and have a look at, for the nursing uh, and midwifery courses uh, on the website. And that'll bring up information about the courses and if you scroll down to the bottom of the page there's a 1800 number that people can call to get more information or there's a tab that you can select to send an email and that'll come through to our team and they'll be able to get back to you uh, with information or refer you to the right person that uh, who'll be able to answer your questions. Awesome thank you the link to the website can be found in the podcast notes. You've been listening to an episode of the 2022 Charles Sturt University podcast series, which is covering issues within our workforces and the career paths available to assist with filling the skill shortages. To check out other episodes in this series, visit the Charles Sturt website and go to the 2022 podcast page.